Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, vengeance-obsessed antiheroes, disturbing images, naive porcelain-ranked priestesses who receive hard life lessons, childhood friends who long for the past, generic character names, and goblins. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 246, Fantasy World Occupations Suck. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mod Review, some podcasts and vague reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I am your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another lovely and wonderful, fun-filled episode of this podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode, I'll talk about one or two titles, tell you the pros and cons about it, and if it's worth investing your time in. You don't agree with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but we try to be as informative, engaging, entertaining, and non-biased as possible. Now, sometimes it does slip away because some series are really amazing or they're really terrible, but... We try to be the best we can to be as nonpartisan as possible. Now, if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at zanspirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-M. We're at Spirekin on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram, on several other social media sites, which you can check out in the show notes below, or you can go to iTunes, just look up Spirekin Manga Review. We also have other shows on this feed, including our movie review, our game review, our con review, and our book review. And they're definitely worth checking out. We also have an archive explaining what episodes, what mangas we've talked about. Let me know what you guys think and if you guys enjoy this podcast and what you think about what we should do next. Now, that we got that out of the way, you know, I'm trying something a little bit different, trying to spice up the opening a little bit. Because some people said, oh, your openings are always the same one, so generic, you gotta fix it up. Well, they tell you the best way to do a podcast is to get the main part of what you're podcast about out of the way immediately and that's what i've been trying to do try to get it as streamlined and fun as possible and now with that in mind i'm done babbling like a lunatic because well let's be honest i've had a bunch of coffee and i'm a little psyched today because i just saw a pretty okay movie that has something a little bit to do with this manga and the manga i'm talking about well let's start over if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, which happened on Wednesday, I spun that one, that only the Wheel of Manga. And I dictated to be that reviewing a manga 
that was written by Kosuke Kuroso in 2016. It's actually an adaptation of a light novel series, which has six volumes. But Square Enix and Yen Press released it over here in three volumes. So far, there may be more. And this is a dark fantasy series that is very different than what I'm kind of used to. You're probably wondering, Zan, what do you mean it's different than what you're used to? Well, it's a lot darker than most light novels I've read. It is really fucking dark. Also, it is a little different than what I'm used to because they do something different with the characters. But what is this manga I'm talking about? I'm talking about Goblin Slayer. Now, generally if you go to a bookstore, if you see Goblin Slayer, it is wrapped up in plastic. And you're wondering, why is it wrapped up in plastic? It's just a manga, right? No, 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 no. Um, so, the premise of this manga is that we have our main character, well, our secondary main character, our protagonist, Priestess. Now, Priestess is a newly minted adventurer. And when she actually goes up to join her adventurer's guild, the form they have her fill out is a D&D character sheet. So, I find that hysterical. Nice little meta humor there. So... She fills out her sheet, and she is given the rank of porcelain. Now, there are ten ranks, the top being platinum, then gold, then silver, then bronze. Ruby, emerald goes down to obsidian, and then, last but not least, is porcelain. Now, if you are a platinum-ranked Adventures Guild member, you are dealing with crises like archdemons and things that affect the entire world. Same thing with gold members. Gold members... They're dealing with political intrigue and things of that nature. Now, anyone that is silver and below, they are dealing with what's going on in the countryside. Now, she ends up trying to figure out what she's going to do, and she talks to the unofficial spokesperson of the guild, the main secretary, and this is Guild Girl. I know you're starting to see a little theme here, but just work with me. And Guild Girl explains the ranking system and explains that a lot of people who start off, they just get little jobs that are posted on a board over there. And right now, since she's porcelain level, the best option for her until she levels up is clearing out sewers or hunting giant rats. And then when she gets a party that has a lot of experienced adventures, then she can go for more tough things. And Priestess is talked to by three adventurers they approach her and they say listen we're on an urgent quest we need to take this quest right now we're going to go kill a bunch of goblins and the members of this group that she joins are warrior mage and monk warrior is a young kid mage is the top of her class she was able to learn two spells at one time and that's why she's awesome and then you have monk who is a girl who's learned martial arts from her dad and she is really good at martial arts and they're going to go after goblins. Now, in this universe, goblins, they have the size, strength, and intelligence of a human child. They see really well in the dark, and individually, they're really weak. But they form packs, and they attack people, and they kidnap maidens, so on and so forth. And what happened is that these this group of goblins attacked a village, stole livestock that they've been storing for the last couple of years, because they also had other stocks, grains, things like that. And then they stole some of the women and they disappeared. Now this group has decided we are going to go take care of these goblins because goblins are easy and we're going to win. We're going to level up. We're going to get a new rank and we're going to be amazing. We need a healer and you have the healing spell that's resurrection. We'll do amazing. So Priestess being a young naive girl says, sure, I'll do that. Now, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I spoke about Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. And as you may or may not know, 
Goblins are not easy. Goblins are very evil and they're very smart. They may have the intelligence of a child, but they learn quickly and they're very mischievous. These adventurers end up going to the nest of this group of goblins and they get wrecked. They get killed horribly. It's violent, it's gory, and then you find out what the goblins are actually doing with the women. What are they doing? They are raping the women to increase their numbers. And this is like the trolls from Berserk. It is graphic and gross, and they take out, well, they trick them through trickery where it's like, oh, there's a, a weird sign there. What is that? And they, they look at the fetish, this sign that they put up, meanwhile not noticing that there are in the shadows hidden caves that they go through to outnumber and ambush these warriors and so they beat the hell out of warrior and they actually cut his arm off and then they eat him or do whatever they paralyze mage and then they paralyze monk who is the 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 pretty much the bodyguard of priestess and they stab priestess with an arrow so this is not looking good they're they've done a lot of damage and for some reason when priestess tries to heal mage it's not working it's not working something is wrong why is it not working on mage why is she not doing well and the goblins are coming they're gonna kill her and then suddenly out of the dark comes our main character a man who you never see his face who is wearing a light helmet light armor dark slacks is carrying a small torch. He he ends up wrecking these goblins and saves her and says, Are you alright? And he is able to distinguish exactly what's happening. Why isn't the, the magic working on the mage? Well, the mage turns out that the knife that they stabbed the mage with was covered in their urine, blood, and several poisons. So they've poisoned her and she's going to die. And she's saying, Kill me. He ends up killing her. And Goblin Slayer ends up assassinating this entire group of goblins in a horrific and amazing fashion. It's like a masterpiece of how he figures out this. He knows all the tricks, all the trade. He doesn't care. He is suicidal. He's like, goblins won't figure out that someone would ambush them, so we're going to ambush them. Do you have any spells? Uh, I, I think I have one spell. Well, fine. Use your light spell, blind them, then run this way. Watch out for this wire I'm putting on the floor. He tricks them, he traps them, he kills all of them. And then, as they're, they've saved uh, Monk, who has been raped, and she's completely catatonic at this point, like Casca from Berserk-level catatonic, they go around, he sees the throne of the goblin shaman, who was the leader, knocks it over, and he's like, oh, see, this is a trick they do here. There's a hidden door here. They open the door, and there are a bunch of little baby goblins. And he goes, immediately grabs a, a piece of the throne, which was made out of human bone, and he proceeds to beat these children to death. And Priest's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? They could be a good goblin. He's like, maybe they could be a good goblin. But we won't find out because all goblins are bad goblins, and he just kills them all. And his motivation is to kill every goblin possible. And they end up going back to town. Uh, Monk is traumatized. Turns out that she ends up going to a monastery, and she's she's just completely just done. She's she's tapped out. She's finished. But Priestess, because she was awed and amazed by this guy, Goblin Slayer, this silver rank hero who's never gone any higher than silver rank, 
she ends up joining him on his twisted adventure vendetta, which is the eradication of all goblins. And it is sick how crazy it gets. Because eventually, three other adventurers approach them because they've heard the wonders and amazement of this person who is known as Orc Blog, or Beard Slayer, which is Goblin Slayer. And these adventurers, who are known as the Dwarf Shaman, the Lizard Priestess, and the High Elf Archer, heard tale of this individual. And what happens is the capital, there's an arch demon that is being resurrected. But and that's causing all of the warriors in the capital to go and attack this creature. So goblins are becoming overrun. So they need someone to kinda help them out with this situation. So he's like, fine, I'll do it. He's like, pay her the money, I don't give a shit. Pay me whatever you think is worth it. And it's like, really? We thought we'd have to negotiate on how much he'd have to work. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He'll take like twenty gold pieces or 20 silver pieces. He doesn't care. He just says, you're going to kill goblins? Okay, I'll do it. He is that focused on his circumstance, on his vendetta against these goblins. Now, you're probably wondering, what is his deal? Why does he hate goblins so much? Well, many, many years ago, goblins came to his town and raised his entire village to the ground, and he survived by hiding and watching this whole thing happen, including watching his sister get raped. And because of that, he has now become obsessed with avenging his sister and going crazy on them. Just making sure that they will never hurt anybody ever again. The only person who knows him, who is his best friend from the village who left that day because she was going to go visit her uncle, is this girl named Cowgirl who runs a farm. And that's his home. He stays at Cowgirl's farm and he pays them a lot of money. Like he like gives her all their money except enough to fix his armor, which is the same armor. It's lightweight and it's designed so it doesn't make a lot of sound. It'll be able to stop a knife or an arrow. And it has enough mobility where he could just scavenge weapons that he can hold on to. Because that's what he does. He doesn't keep good weapons. He actually will take weapons from his enemies and use them against them. The only thing he does have on him that is important is a satchel with a spell on it. One spell. Now, scrolls with spells are very expensive in this world. He only has one. But what he does with this scroll, when you see it, it is amazing and terrifying at the same time. Because it's brilliant what you do. It's like, okay, this scroll is supposed to be used for this simple task. And he utilizes it in a way where you're like, that's Machiavellian genius. But why would you... Okay, who would even think of that? Well, this guy would, because he's fucking batshit crazy. Now... As I said earlier, his best friend, Cowgirl, is who he lives with, and she still remembers the young man that he was, the childhood boy that was her best friend, the person that she has a crush on, and her uncle says, uh, I know you like him, and I know that he's your friend, and he lives with us and gives us money, and he helps around when we need help, but don't get involved with him, because he is crazy. He's going to end up killing himself, and you're going to be hurt because of it. And it is tragic, because you see that he does care about her, but this just takes, the Goblin Vendetta takes over everything however as i said he's been hired by a new group to help them out with a evil dungeon that's filled with goblins and it is intriguing and violent what he does it is almost a masterpiece the crazy part is and this is something interesting is that the group works well together without him but when they're with him it works so much better and i have to admit it's refreshing to see some of these characters in this way like seeing a lizard man shaman is unique because usually lizard men are either villains or they're there to just eat omelets in a restaurant to another world this one the lizard man actually resurrects like 
people to help him out. It's really cool. It's really engaging. Also, the dwarf is kind of kick-ass. He's a little curmudgeonly asshole, but he's pretty kick-ass. And he's a lot younger than the elf girl because he says, Oh, elf girl, you little girl, you don't know what you're talking about. How old are you? And she's like, I'm 2,100 years old. He's like, Oh, you make me look young. <laughs> he's like 200 years old. And the lizard man is like 15. So, crazy. But he does horrific and amazing things to save them. And they end up realizing that he is actually very dedicated and strong and well-organized adventurer. But his thing is, he has to just kill goblins. That is his deal. That is his mentality. And where I ended up stopping reading for the moment is that... He gets home, he ends up getting the lizard shaman addicted to cheese because it tastes like the gods apparently because it's melted, it's gooey, it's amazing, it's better than eggs. He gets there and he notices that there's a bunch of tracks of goblins around the farm. It's daylight, they go, shit. So he ends up running to town, into the tavern next to the guild, and he says, listen, I have a request. Usually it's a quest. You have a quest, that's what you're paying. And he has a request. That means he's asking a favor. Just to the entire room. He says, listen, there's going to be a hundred goblins attacking the farm. I need warriors to help me out. I will give you all that I have if you help me out. I will give my life to you if you help me out. He's desperate. And all these warriors... At first, they think he's crazy because he says he needs help. A hundred goblins, it sounds ridiculous. And But then, he's so desperate when he says, I'll offer my life. A paladin says, you know what? I'll take that, but you owe me a drink. Another one says, you know what? Yeah, you buy me a drink if you do that. And then, Guild Girl shows up and says, listen, the guild decided that if you help him out, we will give you one gold piece a goblin head. So now, everybody's involved. And then... The high priestess, uh, the high elf archer is like, okay, yeah, I was going to help you anyway because you helped us out, so we're going to help you out. That team helps out, and their offer is either drink or hanging out or cheese, like the lizard priest says. And then the priest is like, I'm just going to help you out because I need help. He's like, that's good because you are the linchpin to this entire operation. And so it's a hundred heroes versus a bunch of goblins, but the goblins are being controlled by a goblin hero. Now, a goblin hero is a goblin that has survived over time and is intelligent. It has learned over time because most goblins get killed immediately. But this one survived. It's run. It's conniving. It's in, it's brilliant. And it has, like, hobgoblins as its bodyguard. So it's a smart goblin. And he has this whole giant scheme design where he's going to take over the farm. He's going to rape the women. He's going to have lots more platoons. And they're going to attack the city and take them over. However, when they get there... It's violent and glorious. It is like Helm's Deep Level action. Where they think they are going to ambush the humans, but the humans ambush them. And then Goblin Slayer sneaks away to take out the lead goblin. And it is a match between him and the goblin hero. And they are fighting. And the goblin hero is going to win. But then the priestess shows up and she ends up putting a barrier in front of the goblin leader and then she puts a barrier behind him so he's sandwiched in between like a sandwich it's a truly devious plan that goblin slayer thought up they end up saving the day 
And then it's revealed in a weird sort of way that the gods, they play games. And then when you see the gods playing games, you notice that they're all using dice of a certain shape and style. Maybe one is a dodecahedron, one is a six-sided dice, one is a 20-sided dice. Who knows? And they didn't expect this one creation of theirs to be as powerful and as menacing as it is. But it's one that doesn't play along with others. However, this priestess has become there to, to kind of balance out the equation. So she helps him be a better person. And he helps her become a better warrior. And also he reveals his face to her, but you don't see his face ever. It just shows him from the chin down. It's almost like Drudge Dread, like I said earlier. So, what do I have to say about this manga that was made by Square Enix? It is dark, it is twisted, it is amazing. I have to admit, it is a fun, fucked up read, and it's goes in so many weird places you gotta enjoy it i have to say though as you've probably guessed their naming conventions really suck and it does get annoying after a while because usually it's oh his name is ren his name is shinji no it's this person's name is priestess this person's name is thief this person is goblin slayer or his nicknames that's it. They don't have names. And that kind of drove me up the wall. Because it's like, okay, what about Cowgirl's uncle? Is he Cowman? No, it's uncle. It's, you didn't even think about giving them real names. And that is a, just, even in the light novel, that's what it is. So it just, it lets me down. That is the one thing that drove me up the wall about this manga. The art style is dark and gritty and fits. It's vicious, it's violent, and it's, it just it satisfies that bloodlust that you have. Also, it's not another reincarnation series, which I'm really surprised at because I would have thought this was a reincarnation series or whatever. No, this is just it's an adventure series which takes place on a board game that the universe created almost. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And I am definitely going to keep reading this. And but like I said, the one issue I have is that stupid naming convention. If they did something else with it, I would have given this so much more credit but they don't and that's why i'm gonna have to drop this down from a really 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 fucking cool too far from a friend and don't return unless offered pocky it is really great and i highly recommend it just that naming convention fucks it up now even though i say that check it out worth reading you can get it at any bookstore i think it's online at the Impress store you have to wait and see uh and now earlier i said that there was a movie i watched today that connects to this one. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Bright. Now, it's a Netflix movie which is starring Will Smith. I don't think that uh, I usually do movie reviews within a manga review. I've done it rarely, but it happens. But it's an engaging movie. It does hit itself on the head a little bit where it says that, oh, the high elves are the high class and the low minority is the orcs and then humans are in the middle and they're not fighting with each other because they have the orcs to hate on. That was a little much. The movie's actually kind of entertaining in a weird sort of way because the world is already used and it's made it's different i just feel it could be a lot better i know it's not a real proper review or mini review but it was okay not great and the fact that there's a series about mythical creatures when i reviewed a book about mythical creatures is really funny i think but again i digress oh uh, yeah anyway so if you remember uh, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at zanspirekin.com. Twitter me or tweet me at Spirekin. I'm at Tumblr at Spirekin. Instagram at Spirekin. All those other lovely things at Spirekin. That's where you want to find me. So, with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The, the 
Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What we're going to do is we're spin that Wheel of Manga, whatever number lands up that's reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. So let's spin and see what we're going to review. Number eight. Place your legs here. Sounds like something you do when you're on the couch. Yes. Make sure it's warm and comfortable. Uh, but yeah, so place your legs here. I don't know what it's about. It should be interesting. We're going to find out. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys next time. Have a great weekend. Thank you.